Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will focus on the changes underway within the auto industry and the kind of role technology is playing. A lot of exciting developments and joining me for the conversation, glad to welcome back to Top of the Morning, Rob Samuels, Consumer Analyst Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So uh, Rob, welcome back to Top of the Morning. Thank you for spending some time with our listeners, our clients and are looking forward to our conversation. Thanks, Dan. Now, Rob, I know you recently launched coverage of the U.S. auto sector. Maybe as a starting point to bring our listeners, our clients up to speed, Rob, can you walk us through the scope of the auto industry as it stands here in 2021 and maybe speak to some of the more notable changes underway within the global auto industry? Sure. Uh, So the automotive industry is made up of the world's largest manufacturers of passenger automobiles and light trucks. Uh, According to some estimates, the market size uh, as of April this year was roughly almost $3 trillion and is expected to increase by almost 10% this year following a decline in 2020 due to COVID. Uh, There are over a billion vehicles currently on the road today. Uh, China is the largest auto market in the world for both internal combustion engines, uh, vehicles, as well as electric vehicles. And that's really where the innovation is. It's in the electric vehicle side. You know, last year, the share of electric vehicles, EVs, sold globally increased from roughly two and a half percent to over four and a half percent. And EV sales penetration has almost doubled uh, in Europe from last year to this year, and in China has actually more than doubled. So clearly that's where the growth is and it's going to be for the foreseeable future. So now that we have a better sense for the scope of the industry, I want to run with some of these innovations. And uh, you did mention electric vehicles or EVs a moment ago there, Rob. Uh, maybe just to expand on that for a few moments, can you speak to how this space has been progressing? Uh, you spoke about some of the adoption rates in other countries, as well as consumer and government engagement, and what the path forward looks like for growth with EVs going forward. Yeah, so EV technology is absolutely progressing fast, you know, with product offerings increasing by the day, battery costs and charging times are coming down, and then you have the autonomous features, which are gaining speed. So we expect growth to be exponential rather than linear. You know, by 2025, you know, we think around a quarter of new cars globally could be electrified and we expect at least 15 percent will be battery powered full electric vehicles with the rest of them plug-in and full hybrid now by the end of the decade by 2030 in our view electrified vehicle share of new cars will likely be around 60 to 70 percent of which those battery evs will represent more than 45 percent now when you take into account car sharing, uh, car hailing, robo-taxis, that's going to be ultimately the icing on the cake, you know, driven by a broad-based rollout of autonomous driving by the end of this decade. So, you know, overall, we're anticipating a $450 billion market segment in 2025. That's about three to four times today's size and a potential $2 trillion market by 2030. Uh, The auto industry is also taking a close look with adequate sourcing, the use of sustainable materials, and recycling via circular 
raw material usage at the end of vehicles' life cycle. So just a lot going on within the industry. Given the demand that we're witnessing today on a global scale, coupled with the demand that's anticipated to come, I have to imagine a substantial amount of infrastructure needs to be implemented in order to support such demand on a global scale. So what really needs to be put in place, Rob? Yeah, Dan, that's, uh, that's a great question. You know, currently the U.S. share of EV sales, only a third of that of the Chinese electric vehicle market, and the U.S.'s EV growth is below both China and Europe. And a lot of that is due to the lack of charging stations here in the U.S. Uh, you know, President Biden's Build Back Better agenda is targeting to make half of all new vehicles sold by 2030 zero emission vehicles. That includes battery electric plug-in hydroelectric or fuel cell electric vehicles. Now, what this, his agenda does, it does aim to install the first ever national network of electric vehicle charging stations and finances the retooling expansion of the full domestic manufacturing supply chain. So, like, it, that, and that's just here in the U.S. So clearly, you know, there is still a lot that needs to be done in order to support uh, you know, a, a, a thriving EV, EV industry. Um, but you know, policymakers have, act, have absolutely put this at the forefront. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're seeing it today in terms of, uh, you know, what, what the expectations are and, um, you know, the plans to, to, to really build out this type of network, especially on the charging station side. Well, I'm sure, Rob, we'll have plenty of follow-up conversations on electric vehicles, though thank you for bringing us up to speed on where that stands today with respect to the infrastructure in place, as well as what the demand picture looks like across the globe. Maybe we can pivot a bit, uh, spend some time talking about autonomous vehicles or AVs. So where does that technology stand today and how might it be leveraged and how soon before we might begin to see AVs on the roads here in the U.S.? Yeah, Dan, that's a good question. I think we're still several years away from seeing AVs on the road here in in a big way. Uh, You know, AVs or self-driving cars, uh, you know, they're not too far along the horizon of upcoming automotive enhancements. You know, we do have current technology like software, sensors, cameras, and radars. They already offer safety features for vehicles, and that includes lane assist and self-parking. You know, enhancements from current technology two fully autonomous vehicles will offer even heightened safety and you know, potentially less congestion on the road. You know, the U.S. Department of Transportation has stated their support for the safety benefits uh, of, of AVs. Uh, you know, so it's something that um, you know, is, is clearly coming, uh, coming sometime down the road. But I do think we're still you know, several years away to see it really at a, at a, at a large scale. Um, but, you know, it, it's definitely on the horizon. Okay, so more to come there with autonomous vehicles. Maybe one more point we can hit on today, Rob, as with anything comes risk. So what would you cite as being the notable risks to the industry? And what avenues exist at the moment for investor participation, taking into account what you've shared with us today? Yeah, so, Dan, a key risk that the industry faces right now is the global semiconductor chip shortage that could well could last well into next year. You know, the industry will need to change its relationship with technology and semiconductors specifically to mitigate the risk in the future. Uh, it's especially true as chip manufacturers and the auto industry's interdependence just increases with greater demand for, uh, for EVs. Uh, also, you know, as EVs grow in popularity, industry regulations will likely change and become more prudent around things like the battery packs and transport of dangerous goods that will be lithium batteries, which could increase costs. 
Uh, yeah, I think the, the biggest current headwind for the EV industry is also the lack of charging, you know, just the lack of charging stations, w- which we've spoken about. You know, producing and producing EV batteries and powering their charging stations requires a lot of energy. That's not particularly great for the environment. For the environment, uh, so I do think we will need to be, you know, engineering enhancements around producing and recycling batteries in the future, just to make the push toward EV even more sustainable uh, than it already is. You know, finally, with our expectation that EV sales will rise significantly over the next decade, raw materials for the batteries are at risk. You know, some materials like lithium are plentiful, but the supply chain for a significant increase in demand does need to be developed. So clearly, there are a lot of risks to the industry. So in terms of how you know how can investors look to be involved? Look, I mean, there's lots of ways through the through the automobile manufacturers themselves. You know, through the companies that make this up, make the make the batteries, you know, make the charging stations, all the technology that that's, that's involved, uh, you know, to to produce these cars and and to build out this type of network. So, you know, there are lots of opportunities, not just within the auto, the direct auto consumer discretionary space, but you know, within the, the industrial world, technology world. Uh, and then in the energy complexes uh, uh, as well. Well, Rob, thank you very much for dropping by top of the morning today. When you think about it, it's amazing how much progress has been made when it comes to EVs, AVs, and to think about the amount of runway ahead of us and how exciting that is, coupled with all of these fascinating technologies at play. So it was great catching up on this topic, Rob, and look forward to having some follow-up conversations with you down the pike, though. Thank you again for the time today. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. And again, today we've been joined by Rob Samuels, Consumer Analyst Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So as a reminder to our clients and our listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO, including, of course, the publication which Rob has been making reference to today, U.S. Autos Paving the Way to an Electric Future. So for clients of UBS, you can of course contact your financial advisor if you would like to learn more or if you would like to receive a copy of the publication directly. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.